0: Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the In The Cells podcast. One we're going to be focusing on the Champions League and the end of the, the next few hours in, in the transfer window and we'll see what Celtic's up to and we'll talk about the latest transfers that have been incoming to the club. But first of all, like always, we do want to keep a, kind of a, a table, so to speak, of the, the Super 6 and get into this weekend. Just to recap, we have Kevin first place, Jamie second, Ewan third, Phil fourth, Alistair fifth. Bethany coming in at 6th, Jamie 7th, William 8th and then rounding off the top 9 is Niall Thomas, so keep an eye on that folks get involved in that, in the weekend yet again, it's great crack, Stephen Coltart his prize has been basically ordered and it's on its way, Should hopefully be with him in the middle of this month, the 1st of September Ross, the, the months are flying in and then also as well, Ross's wife is doing a fundraiser event for Macmillan Cancer so Ross, you, you take that away
1: Um, I will I mean, my bad, first of all, because she's actually doing it tomorrow. So I don't know why the idea never came to me to obviously put it on this for anybody that felt they wanted to donate. It it might be a charity. It's close to people's heart. Uh, She's doing it, as Stephen said, for Macmillan Cancer. It's called um, the Rob Roy Mighty Hike. So it's basically walking a marathon, basically. She's doing it starting tomorrow morning at seven o'clock. But... um, Aye, that's, that's pretty much it. It's for McMillan Cancer. Uh, it's, it's a tall order, but I've got a yep. confidence that she'll do it. Uh, and if anybody wants to donate, we're not expecting anybody to donate, I, I must add. But if anybody feels like they want to or is in a position that they can, then by all means go ahead and Stephen, you'll tell them where about they can get the link for that on this.
0: Will do, mate, will do. As you said, Macmillan Cancer is a big, massive charity throughout the world, throughout Britain. As you said, close to many people's hearts who, who fought that horrible, horrible disease. And the, the Just Given link is in the description below. Not the banner here, but just below this video. If you click more, it's the first thing you'll see. And any donations are welcome. And we all wish good luck to your wife on that hike tomorrow. I'm sure she'll be knackered after. So you better have a, a, hot, a hot bath and some oh, relax and, she, and bath
1: she's, she's staying away overnight.
0: Oh, very nice, very nice. But in the comments already, with with Jane Shades, Hill Hill guys finally catching alive. Brilliant to have you with us, uh, Thomas Burns. No left back, no striker, no goalkeeper. A little disappointing. We're going to come on to all that shortly. Uh, Corvo, great cause. Big up, big up to the folks doing the marathon, hundred percent. All their support's behind them. But I'll start with something that's come out today. I know we're going to come on to the transfers, but Celtic have been improving people's contracts, new contracts, four-year deals for Mieta, for Kyogo, Cal McGregor, players like that. And it came out after probably a long, drawn-out process, what it seemed to be with Abada. He's finally signed a four-year deal. He's committed his future to the club. I know Rodgers was (laughs) really keen to get that done, and he was confident after a chat that he had with him earlier on in the season that his head was in the right space to sign that deal. And the last day of the window, although it's not a transfer, but it's a good bit of news to get... Neil Abaddon down and, and a four-year deal, probably on improved terms, as we always say. Ross, his uh, numbers and his stats speak for themselves, is up there with the best of the club, and all he really, not really, needs to do is just improve his overall game and, and not go missing technically in, in the big games. We're expecting big things this year. A four-year contract, a bit of positivity, and around the, the club already before we even speak about transfers.
1: I listen, it's much, much like um, getting Kyogo and uh, Maeda nailed down in longer-term deals. It protects the club eh, and their investment, and it allows us, if and when Abada does leave, that we can command a bigger fee. Um, I'm pleased that he's signed on. Um, he's a good player. You said there he needs to sort of improve improve his overall game. Absolutely, can improve. There's no doubt about it. But again, as you touched on there. Um, his numbers and stuff is really, really good, um, for especially for coming in off off the wing. He's not a central striker as such, um, but I I think I think his all round game is pretty good, but he needs to improve on consistency. I think that's the mm-hmm. problem you said there. He if well, I can't remember the exact term you used there, but you sort of alluded to the fact that he sort of fades out of games. Um, we'll probably go into lineups for Sunday a bit later on, but um, the very fact that he does fade out of games, especially away from home, is probably why I wouldn't have him in my starting lineup on Sunday. Um, But, as I said, he's a good player, and football's a squad game. Abada will play a lot of games, but we've obviously brought in, well, not brought in, but we've got um, a few options on the Mm -hmm. wide areas, more than a few options. So, there'll be people vying for the... Places he won't play every game, but as I said, it's a squad game. And Abada is a really good player to have as
0: part of the squad. Yeah, I know there's some people like Danny put up there in the comments. If Abada wants to go, he can go. I don't think to be fair, he wouldn't have committed his long-term future to the club if he was having second thoughts. He probably <laughs> had the assess his options. I think. I think every <coughs> modern. <laughs> I think every modern-day player evaluates what they're doing. I mean, I think we all have to get used to the fact no one comes to Celtic and I want to stay there for the rest of their career. So Rogers probably had a big swing and in influence and get get the batter to agree terms to stay on for obviously maybe not for the whole four years, but to agree that contract. And like you said, all the, the consistency side of things probably has to improve. I know we came in last season, probably on and off with Jada and stuff there. And this is his season in my opinion, to nail down that position for himself and be that first choice right winger or left of, wherever Rogers sees fit. And what you can tell already is, he, for me, he looks more bulked up. He looks like he wants to take his defender on. He's still getting to that point, in my opinion. But I think with a wee bit of coaching, a wee bit more development under a world-class coach like Rogers, he'll, he'll get there. And it's something I'm I'm excited for myself. But you were talking about the options. Added to that as well, Marco Tilio hasn't come back from injury yet. So we don't know what he's like. I know we've, all, we've seen Mikey Johnson in the training pictures today, but he needs to be far away from that squad. I'm surprised he wasn't that sold, although he was injured, to be fair. But mm-hmm. one of the players we have brought in, to talking about first of all, is Palma, who's been given the number seven shirt. What a picture of him, by the way. Also, obviously, he was linked with our rivals, and he, he kind of confirmed in the in the conference that he just wanted to come to Celtic, but to be fair, Ross, you're not going to say he wanted to go to the rivals, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got him for apparently €4 million Euros with a, a sell-on clause you have to do nowadays, and by all accounts, he's got the number seven jersey. He looks quite flamboyant. He looks assured of himself. He scored from corner kicks. And I think I say the top four teams in the in the Greek league, he was the highest producing winger. And to be fair, good league, good, tough environment. We've seen what uh, the puck or PL did two hearts right. last night. Absolutely pumped them uh, at their ground. I watched the game, to be fair. But t- <clears throat> coming in from Greece, left-hand side, I mean, if have been crying out for someone like that, Absolutely. I think over the course of this summer,
1: we've spoke about Telio, we've spoke about Yang, eh, everybody asking who, who's, a, who's the direct replacement for joa I think for all the world, I mean, I've only seen him on the reels on YouTube and stuff like that. I think he is the one out of those three that looks like the direct apl- replacement for Jota. He's He's got all the the sort of tricks. He, he's hmm. he's not like a a Maeda or a Bada where they're they're more direct. Or maybe sort of, sort of knock the ball by a man and like run past them rather than sort of skin them. Um, I think Palma has got that. He he's obviously um, he can take a free kick, uh, dead ball situations. That's we've been crying out for that uh, for a number of years. Um, God. Can't even remember to be honest with you the last time we had Lee
0: Griffiths,
1: really? Lee Griffiths. Well, I put in even under as a Celtic player, I don't think he scored that many free kicks no, for, his, true, uh, for, yeah. for as good as he was at free kicks. Mm. Uh, I don't think he scored that many, but listen, that's that's always a good weapon to have. Uh, and I, I really like the look of the guy, it excites me. I know it's not the six, seven million, eight million pound fee that some fans have been looking for, but. Neither was, neither was Jota when he first came in He became that We've obviously bought this guy out right But after a season He could become that And then after a season again He could possibly go for what Jota did I don't want that to happen Not as soon as that But he's got all the ingredients Let's say To become the sort of mm. next Jota That we're looking for And I think the very fact that Celtic have given Him the number 7 I don't know if he's asked for it The very fact that they've given them that tells me that they believe he's a a bit of a special player.
0: Yeah, 100%. If anyone wonder what the background noise is, it's dinner being cooked. So you have to bear with (laughs) it for now. I mean, you you, you look at um Palmer, like you said, what I can see as well is the physical aspect of him. He looks quite tall. He looks really athletic. And on the left-hand side, I know we have made it, but question marks over his form at the start of the season. And rightly so, to be honest, I mean... The shot he hit against the Johnson and almost took out the entire yeah. green brigade. You're going, you're a professional. So, father, mate, you <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, that's another show. That's but what's... I mean, back to Palma, I think Corvo said it. He hit a free kick. He scored from corner kicks, which is fantastic. And not only that, it's his skill set, like you said. It's like the like gang. It's someone to eliminate a player. Say so if you're playing that low block and, and both wings, you need someone to go by a player. People with pace or people who rely on getting the one touch around won't work against that low block. So having different variations. And Danny again said, if Tillio's any good, we'll be, we'll be stacked on the wings. And you're looking at eyebrows here coming really quick. I mean, Sunday this week has flew in. Would you, would you pitch Palmer straight in? Um, I wouldn't be adverse to it. Absolutely not. But
1: I don't know. You look at it. and I think for me, as, as much as my hasn't started the season well, I think he's ready-made for Ibrox. He's proven in the past that he can do it there. I know that Rodgers isn't asking him to do as much He, the sort of running back the way as what he did on Ange. I think he needs to recognise that that's a strong part of Maeda's game and it helps protect Greg, uh, Greg Taylor. Whether he'll like, use him like that on Sunday, I don't know. But for me, Maeda has to be in the team.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think if I'm right in thinking, Palma, I, I don't know if he can play, can he play both sides? Well, I that he, can Yang
0: can. As well he can play both sides, yeah.
1: Uh, well, listen, I think for me, just off of what you said there, we need somebody who's going to, like, sort of beat a man and commit defenders. I think we need Maeda in there for the durability. And then, at least one tricky player on the other side, whether it be Palma or Yang. And I think, the reason I sort of say that is I never actually seen the St. Johnston game uh, last weekend. I was away. Uh, you I, okay. I was actually. You're like, very, very lucky. Aye. Aye, well, I've heard But um, going off the Kilmarnock game, uh, we had Maeda playing and Abada. And Rangers are not going to play like Kilmarnock. We know that. But um, there was nothing really happening for Celtic in terms of when they two were playing, but then when Yang came on, and I know he's going to be leaving, but Haxabanovich, another guy who can sort of come out of players, that's when we probably made most of our chances, if you like. Um, so I think we need at least one player like that. For me, I've heard a lot of people saying that, oh, Abada I should play because... Um,
0: You're dead set you, against you, us, aren't
1: you? Well, uh, well that's, uh, uh, people have saying... Abada should play because he loves a goal against Rangers. Now, I'm not going to argue against that. He, he scored numerous goals against Rangers, but they've all been at Parkhead. He's performed really well at Parkhead. But at mm-hmm. Ibrox, I don't recall Abada having one good game. He's he's no I if, if put it this way, if Celtic start not to give away my lineup, no that MD cares, but um, if Celtic <laughs> start, start with David Turnbull if Celtic start with David Turnbull and Leo Abada on Sunday,
0: you can forget it. Mm. Totally agree, but we'll come on to that. Corville, Yang, Yang and Palma, Tilio and pa- Palma, or even a and Palma on the wings will be saucy. Look at the options we'll have from last week. We're already talking about different combinations. So, I mean, I think that's good to have in the wide areas. Uh, Stephen uh, Ray comes in. Remember I said Ray? That was actually embarrassing that time I said it. <laughs> Greece isn't the league that has commanded big transfer fees. If Palma was bought from Belgium or Netherlands, he'd probably be a £10 million player. That's probably... The byproduct of people who underestimate leagues, we've seen that ourselves. Our yeah, players go for peanuts on. compared to what they eat, an EPL player goes for, an EPL championship player. Know what I mean, so hundred percent, for
1: the as well, Stephen.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we could we couldn't go buy your man. Um, but PSV had Lang, Noah Langer from, uh, from Club they bought him. He was fifteen million euro. It sounds like we could do it. But in reality, we probably wouldn't. But he was he was different Gravy against Rangers the other night. Yeah. And Palma, to be fair, the Corvo, he's watched them a lot by all scenes. And he said his chops and his skill set's really good. So I'm excited to see him. It's one of these signings that's a bit unorthodox. And like you said, it's not the big name or the big transfer fee. But you have to get behind it, don't you? And you have to see yeah. what he can do. And he's been, he's been given a number seven jersey. I know not Shifty got it before come on, He's not coming for and I know. So he has to be <laughs> at least better than that air and we're on to stuff maybe. But another player who's come in and that is, well, basically the saviour at centre-back and that's Nat Phillips from uh, Liverpool. Now, to be fair to you, Ross, I mean, you are all, I would say, quietly okay about this signing. I, I took me a while looking around, to be honest. I was like, why I signing... <laughs> A guy for six months to do in January, but then when you look into that Phillips and what he's done for Liverpool, he's played in Champions League games, he's come in out of the cold. He he was a part of a team that beat United at Old Trafford as well. So mm-hmm. there's pedigree there, and is a uh, defensive partner in that game. Uh, Reese Williams plays for Aberdeen on loan. So again, coming up from Liverpool, you're coming from great stock. Uh, Ross, he's six foot three, for by all accounts from what I've seen and I've also listened to. He loves a tackle. He's very hardy and in, in, in terms of that gets stuck gets stuck in. He loves a header. Good old fast and centre back. And I look at Lagerbilk Bilke. And to have someone like him beside him, a part of title winning teams in Liverpool, albeit didn't play a lot, but he played some games and he was important in it. He's played in Champions League football. He's also been alone to Bournemouth, Carter Fickers. Funny enough, before he came to us was alone alone to Bournemouth and Spurs. He'd done well there. Having someone alongside him, like Lagerbilk that experience going to die, it Because let's assume he's going to start. I think, to be fair, we can all see the writing in the clouds in that one. Do you think it's a good bit of business by Celtic? Um, first
1: of all, Writing in the clouds, wow, that's a new one to me. Do
0: you know why I didn't say that? Because I'm on one of the topics that has writing writing on the wall, and I don't want to say it twice. So I'll keep that. writing on the clouds is what you're getting, and we're yeah, going to stick with it. Writing in the clouds
1: will do for me, kid. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, I, 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 I've not, I've never seen, I've not seen the whole lot of his career, but I've seen him playing the odd game for Liverpool. He looked all right, but. Like yourself, I've listened to uh, other people talking about him I know more about him. Uh, I've watched B clips and stuff. The, 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 I think it was a YouTube reel I watched. And the first couple of minutes were just... He just puts his body in the line. He, he, he wins almost every header that comes into the box. And mm. I think we'll face a lot of that on Sunday. Oh, listen, he's not just been bought for Sunday. He's been bought because we're really struggling in that department for injuries. We're looking an eye in the Champions League and obviously for the entirety of the season. But that game is coming up on Sunday. So we, we talk about that. Um, and uh, listen, we've, we've brought him in. If he doesn't start on Sunday, then there's something fucking wrong. <laughs> it's it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life if he doesn't start. And I totally agree with you. Bielka obviously, is a bit more slight. A um, bit more... Not do not try to do the uh, Nat Phillips at that service, but he's probably a bit more comfortable on the ball by all accounts. Mm. Uh, only going off of what I've heard about Nat Phillips and what I've seen, he Lager Bielka. Um, but I think what you've said there, I agree with. You in, in terms that he could be a good sort of guy to be in there alongside them, although he's not played a lot of football football for a guy his age. 29 he's, games he's in the last he's got a, quite a uh, he's got a decent CV he's been at was it Freiburg was that in Germany or something Stuttgart 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 was it um, listen he's he's experienced the Bundesliga he's experienced the Premier League now he's going to experience the heat a uh, Glasgow Derby um, and I think he'll be well up for it uh, he looks a mm. confident guy but as I said he puts his body on the line he's a throwback a no-nonsense defender I love a no-nonsense defender. I was brought up watching guys like John Terry, eh, Nemanja Vidic, guys like that. Class. Mm. Even boys like Yapstam, guys like that. Johan Aye. All they guys, mm. I like a, a defender like that. I, I, I've said it numerous times, obviously when we're talking about uh, Greg Taylor and stuff like that, I like a, a guy that does his primary job well, first and foremost. He seems he seems like he's a guy that does that. We need we needed a defender. We all spoke about um how we needed somebody with a bit of experience then. It was like, well, even if it is a young guy, you don't know. But I think he's sorta of in the middle. And I like to yeah. look of him. He will he, still be hungry at twenty six. He's got a bit of experience. I know he's had his injury issues down down the years, but I mean, by all accounts, he's coming in here fit and ready to go, and I'm excited to see him. And so much so that I, I, I think he's, I, I really do think he's going to settle in well here and really do well for Celtic. I don't know why, you just get that feeling. And then I look at it and go, right, so we've got him, I think it's a season long loan. I look no, at the it, and January, go, right? The January, is it the January, is it? Right, yeah. well, well, they might look at it again because if he does well, they're, they're left with a, a weird situation where they've shelled out in Lagerbielka they've shelled out in Navrochi they're going to keep uh, Carter Vickers uh, would it end up that he's going to be Carter Vickers' partner? but then mm-hmm. at the same time we might lose Carter Vickers next summer so then he might become Navrochi's partner I don't know, I'm looking a bit far into it there but First and foremost, we've got a body in the door that we really, really needed in that position, and yeah. I'm excited to see him, and I think he'll do well on Sunday, I really do. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, it, it gives me a peace of mind that we didn't go for Robbie Edwards from Peterborough in League One to fill that void. We've actually expanded that net and picked out a player who's been involved in big games, and to add it to the fact <laughs> that, Ross, you, you feel good about it, and you think he's going to settle, I think this is Brendan by Corvo. Uh, remember Watson? that during the COVID season he was immense and even at Bournemouth he's also a Champions League winner, he'll take that experience any day, so he's coming from similar environments in, in that aspect in terms of high pressure, you need to win games, you need to be winning titles you need to be winning leagues, you need to be winning domestic trophies, so coming from that kind of environment it also should be a seamless kind of period for him to settle in, this is the only issue is Phillips Mobile, I mean if you looked at Lagerville last week, you got I right think that's outpaced outpaced uh, by Stevie Mane and one of the big issues with Nat Phillips is, is, is mobility let's, let's say do, do you know what I mean that might be a concern it, what about you does that concern you going to die with two centre-halves that don't really have explosive speed <laughs>
1: Well, first of all, I don't know if Alistair's being smart by saying it's Philips mobile. Uh, oh, does he no care?
0: way. He's, he's just drew me in there, hasn't he? He drew me in. Alistair, not claim that if you weren't meaning that. Don't claim that. But the question still stands, do you? Aye, Well, listen, is he mobile?
1: I don't. I can't say for sure. But I've watched the the YouTube reels. He puts his body on the line. I heard somebody saying earlier on the day that he probably he's more suited to maybe defending a bit deeper. So maybe that tells me that he isn't as mobile as you would like, especially because most of the time Celtic's defence will be quite high up. I don't think I don't want Celtic to play like this, but I think for the first 20 minutes at least on Sunday, I think we'll have to weather a storm. And I think He'll come into his own. Um, I'm looking for him to have a similar performance to the one Julian had when we beat Rangers 2-0 at Ibrox. went into that game as underdogs. Edward scored uh, and Johnny Hayes. Julian was immense that day. He was new to the team. I think he played a couple of games. I'm looking mm-hmm. for him to have a similar performance to that. I, I don't know if he's mobile or not. I don't think he's a slouch. But I mean, I don't think he's
0: bloody lunch for fifty either. If I'm putting, if I'm putting it tightly, I hope um, Stevie May can't outrun him as well. Then I have a problem. Oh, when I watch, really when bad. I watch Lager Belga go up Stevie May, Literally, there was Brian Pebbles forming in my boxers. It was absolutely, <laughs> it was a horrendous effort. Like, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, again, Nat Phillips. I think we can round off by saying, good bit of business better club. Actually, proactive. Do you know what I mean? looking at the situation, assessing it and doing the right thing. I mean, when I heard the Robbie Edwards links, look, this is no disrespect. We had a debate about this, but let's let's be fair. A 20-year-old coming from League One, getting free in an Ibrox. As a centre-half, I know Matt O'Reilly, but that's a different case. (coughs) I don't think that would have ended well. I really don't think that would end it well. But I think Nat Phillips has the experience to come in and be chucked into a high-pressure game straight away. And like Jed Thomas said in the comments, you don't get a game for Liverpool on their clap if you're shit. And I think that pretty much sums that up. Do you know what I mean? And Alistair Jack owed you there, LOL. <laughs> so you meant it. You got me. You got me. Uh, Corvo, Nat can also ping a, ping a ball. His long passes is, is sweet. Palmer and Yang will love him feeding them them long nice. passes. Well, let's be fair. We've had a lot of punts up field of reached nowhere. So hopefully Nat Phillips and, and Belga can exploit the the fullbacks of Rangers on Sunday. But another rumour, <coughs> so much rumour, Ross, but it looks like it's confirmed. I don't know why they're holding off on it but it is Bernardo from Benfica. There's a lot of hysteria, a lot of potential about this kid, apparently, over at Benfica. He's played, I think, 30 professional games for them, also played their B team, was a loan to the Portuguese team maybe a year and a half ago, played 13 games. Maybe it was a January loan for six months. And he has a, a big buyout fee of, I think, what was it, 900 million or 90 million or something crazy like million, that? I think. 90 million. But I think what these clubs do... Is they put these buyout fees on them just in case a young player hits like a, a Yao Felix, for example, you get that fee, but well, you don't get the big astronomical amount, but you get like a 19 million pound, a hundred million pound into the bank. So, I mean, Barcelona's done it with their young players. Every I think, European club do it to a certain degree, with it over overdo the the buyout fees to make this player look like he's going to be amazing. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. So, I wouldn't look too much into that. To be fair, but what I can tell from them is he can play in the 8th. I think he's a box-to-box type midfielder. He's been capped for the Under-21 team. He was, he was also a teammate of, of Jada's when he played in the Bafica B team. So he knows about us. We know about him. And it seems to be a loan to buy. And it's worked well for us before in, in the likes of Carter Vickers and Jada, uh, hasn't
1: it? Aye. It, listen, I don't know much about the guy, to be perfectly honest with you. I look at it, and I'm like, right, okay, can He's coming in, if you're saying he's a number 8 Box to box Oh, is that Is that the Doug's going to have to A number 8 Box to box midfielder Do we need that? Possibly Possibly, well, obviously We've got Hatati now who can do that job He's out injured You look at home He's looked alright If he's come in can he go into the heat of the battle at Ibrox? It remains to be seen. Um, Turnbull, I don't think we can put him in there on Sunday. who's it leave you with? For me, I, I don't know why. Iwata isn't getting a, a look in. He hasn't made one start this season. Baffling. It baffling. No, it, it really is baffling. But, I, I don't see him doing it. I would do it. I would put a lot in there. But I look at this Bernardo one and I think it's another body in there. He could... Listen, if he's quality, if he's, like, coming in and he can bring to his position the of quality that Jota, for instance, brought to his position, then I'm all for it. Absolutely. Because if he can bring the of quality Jota did to his position, it's going to be a really... A, a bit of a game-changer in the midfield. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I was looking, if we were bringing a midfielder in, I was looking for, a a, like a lot of Celtic fans, a a tall, strong, physical guy that just can help win that midfield battle because we do look a bit for wanting a better word, powder puff. Weird powder puff in there, but at the same time, you you say that and it, it really baffles me because we're, we're using McGregor. Okay, we're missing Hatati, but we're, we're essentially using a similar midfield to what we had last season. And it's just not working the, the now. And listen, it looks to me, and I've heard other Celtic fans saying it, that it looks to me like McGregor's got the shackles on. He's, mm-hmm. he's playing that similar role, Faye, picking up the ball when, when Joe Hart isn't pumping it right enough. But he's picking up the ball and he's getting out in the half turn and then he's starting attacks. But then he's sitting back, he's not getting involved further up the park. And I think that needs to change, absolutely, because it's taking away from Cal McGregor's game. That coupled with the fact that for me, Brendan Rodgers is allowing Joe Hart to go long. I don't know why he's allowing that because it's no benefit to us whatsoever. Because we've got whoever the three are up there, they're all small. So yeah. it's a waste of a ball. doesn't make sense to me. That needs to change. But uh, I mean, I've went off on a tangent there. Back to Bernardo. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> back to Bernardo. Um, as I said, if he's going to bring that level of quality, Jota did, he goes straight into the team on Sunday for yeah. me. Um, but again, without having seen him, without knowing much about him, I can't really say much more than that
0: on him. I know we were linked last year for him, but it didn't quite come off. So, obviously, can you say it's a legacy, signing from the Pasta Cogliar? You probably, you probably can. I think it's probably one of the players that we're probably looking at, looking at his situation. I know, as I said, he was yeah, really on that Port- Portuguese Liverpool. club. Yeah. Bernardo yeah. last season, he was linked. I remember seeing his name a few oh, times, and a few people like he said it as well. But, again, he looks exciting. And, like, if Benfica can produce superstars, let's be fair here what I mean? Jada was another prime example of that for us anyway at our level and Bernardo could be that. But like you said, right, and by the way, just to let everyone know, while we're <laughs> while we're on this podcast live at the minute, we're obviously going to be looking at the transfer window. So if anything changes, put it in the comments, we'll be looking as well. But I do want to come back to what you said. Now, so far we've, we've confirmed a left winger in Palma, a centre half in Nat Phillips and a centre midfielder, essentially a box-to-box midfielder in Bernardo, although the confirmation of that for some reason is being delayed, but where do you stand on dogs going crazy again? You must hear me. But where do you stand on people saying left back, striker, goalkeeper, physical midfielder? I think for me personally, the midfield department, in terms of center midfielders, were stacked there. Like you said, we're missing that tall, physical player who can get stuck in the put it. And for basing the level of the likes of uh. Singari and Veerman, because it's the only thing I've seen that's in the Champions League at the minute, the, the beat Razors quite comfortably, they were physical also box to box but playing as two sixes really protected their, their centre half, so they were playing in the back free, they've done a great job that scares me because we don't have that player, and the prospect of going into the Champions League, which are going to come on to the group stage we don't have that physicality in midfield, which most big top clubs do you look at the left back situation and again I'll go back to it when we played uh, Wolves, Nelson Samedo, rinsed Greg Taylor. We played Aberdeen, Morris, rinsed Greg Taylor. Albeit Greg Taylor had a fantastic well, a fantastic game, I say, against uh, St. Johnson. It was his best game of the season. So there is positions for me that there's deficiency in, Ross, in terms of we've not covered just yet, as we stand at half eight. Where do you stand on, on this at the minute?
1: Um, listen, left-back goalkeeper, I concede they they, they could, should be improved on, possibly. But i look at it as well. I'll start with Greg Taylor. I'll look at it, right, you've said Nelson... You keep going back to that. Nelson uh eh, ripped him apart. And a friend... Like, Morris, right? Aberdeen. Right, it did time, But what I will say is, I don't think he's getting the same protection from Maeda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he's caught between... Two styles and now I don't think he really Knows what he's supposed to Be doing Brendan Rodgers doesn't Really know how he wants to use His full backs because he doesn't want to change Too much but I don't think he's too Keen in playing the inverted fullback Like mm-hmm. long term But I think at the moment He's going to have to because it suits Greg Taylor uh, I said a number Of times last season that We were obviously playing uh, The inverted fullbacks. But Alistair Johnson came in And he wasn't used to playing that He didn't pick up the positions that Greg Taylor Did He was he was sort of caught Between Playing a, a sort of More Traditional fullback mm. And playing the inverted fullback. But such is his quality He was getting away with it Whereas Greg Taylor isn't, obviously isn't he as good as Alistair Johnson I would never would Never make that case But um Greg Taylor played in the Champions League last season. And again, Maeda did protect him a lot and it helped a lot. But also, I, I don't recall at any point Greg Taylor getting absolutely turned inside out, caught out of position.
0: This is what I'm saying. So obviously the system's changed and it's not suitable at the minute. I so, get what you're so, saying for the, for, the, for, for the foreseeable stick to the inverted fullbacks. But if rogers doesn't say it that way, I, in my opinion, I don't see why he would do it for the short term. Because in that short term, he could train the players to play the system he wants. So why compromise that kind of learning process just because it's not working out? Why could he not sign a left-back that can deal with that? And like you said, I mean, if you, if you look at the positions of McGregor, uh, O'Reilly, um, Turnbull in the midfield, Turnbull and O'Reilly especially, they're much higher up. Usually on their post of call, they would have been good out to the sides, right-hand, left-hand. But they're playing as two tens and they're staying really central and they're not covering the midfield either. May have stand up more? I don't know if that's a, a coaching thing by Rogers. Maybe it is. We've seen with Sinclair as well, that kind of aspect of the game. But I'm not trying to dig out Greg Taylor, but I'm, I'm pointing out what we can see happening in a system. And left-back in the comments section is people saying, we should have signed a left-back who could deal that's that Jason.
1: Right, well, I, I, I totally take that point on board. I'm not arguing against that for a second, but listen, Rogers has just came in, right? He, I'm looking at a uh, Celtic fans were say have been saying for weeks now. Ange Postecoglou came in, got the business done early, always got it done early. But everybody knows in that first window he signed three players on the last day. Now all the players worked. It was Jack Amakis, mm-hmm. Carter Vickers, and the other one escapes me right now. But um they all no, was it no, was no. it Jota? Right. Well, he he signed the players on the last day, right? So that's not getting your business done early. That's coming in as a new manager, and he's doing the same now. He's still signing players for Spurs on the last day. This is the guy that gets business done early because he's in at a new club and it's his first window. He's came in and he's assessed the squad, and he's leaving it late. But he is bringing players in late. That'll change, and the window's is going forward for me. I don't think it's a Peter Lowell thing. I don't think it's a Brendan Rogers hang. I don't think it's a board thing. I think it's a, a change of manager, and it takes a wee bit of sort of... That that, that, that change takes time, if you like. yeah. And I'm not defending the club at all, right? People have got their reservations, and they, they wanted a goalkeeper. They wanted a left-back. They wanted a big a centre-midfielder. They wanted a striker. I want all of that. But someday, sometimes you can't get all of that in the one window. I've said it numerous, time, numerous times. Brendan Rogers came in and assessed the squad. You start running out of time in the window. Now, he's brought
0: in... Well, a... Ross, can, can I say, I don't want to cut you off because I don't want to have a wee debate. Uh? You said they recess assessed the squad, right? We, from the outside <laughs> in, as a, as a normal football fan, can see that Greg Taylor's not adapting to what he's been asked to do, right? You mentioned there that we wanted, people wanted a goalkeeper, left-back, tall physical midfielder and a striker, backup striker. We all know that. So what I'm thinking here, prior, prioritized positions. For me, left-back should have been high on that list. Bernardo, by all accounts, coming in from Benfica, could be a superstar. But he wasn't a profile that we need in there. So what I'm saying is, looking at, we from the outside can see Greg Taylor not adap- adapting. Why can Rogers not... If you're saying he's assessing the squad and, he, and he's looking at that going... Nah, I could probably change there. Why isn't that looking the, the great killer position of being like...
1: I think he has alluded to the fact a couple of times that he would like a left-back. But maybe the, the left-back that he wants hasn't came hasn't become available in this window. Or one that... Obviously, you could get a left-back that he wants. but Or you, you maybe wouldn't be able to get the left-back he absolutely wants. I'm totally top-tier left-backs. So obviously, that's mm-hmm. not going to harm. But someday within our parameters and he thinks is going to be the man to take us for maybe he's not available we have to go with Greg Taylor now we have to go with Bernabeu. It's i I'm not defending the club but I'm, I'm I'm thinking outside the box if you like and saying it's not as, just as simple as right, we need a left back I'll go and get one he might, be, it might be get one in January it, it might be too late for the Champions League this time and that's that's shite, but it's not always the club's fault. He, he might have to wait until next summer. I think that he he had his sights set on Kieran Tierney, I really do, and it's not it's not happened for whatever reason. Obviously, it'll be financial. So mm. you look at it and go right, okay, he's, they've maybe put all their eggs in that one basket, hoping they can get him, knowing that if they don't, we'll probably be struggling to get somebody else, but. At the same time, for me, Greg Taylor is a decent left back. He's shown that for two years that he can be a good left back for Celtic. I think I understand what you're saying. If Rogers Disney want to play the inverted full back, then he has to coach Greg Taylor the now to play. I'm no I'm not arguing that we we need one the now or not. I'm saying he's maybe not available. That's my point. Would I'm not take, saying we don't
0: did you take Ram Bertrand? Obviously, that's the rumour that we're interested in him. He's um, 24 years old. No, Champions League no, winner. He, no, no, no. No, not at 34. um 34.
1: Listen, he's had a decent career. He was at Chelsea. He won a Champions mm-hmm. League. He played in the Champions League final. Wasn't he a regular at Chelsea when he oh, played no. in that final? Yeah, yeah. He was playing in it out of necessity because whoever was the, 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 the left back at the time, I can't remember. Well, it would be been Ashley Cole, probably. I don't know. Was it? Possibly.
0: Could have been, could have been,
1: could have been. I don't recall, but he he wasn't a regular in that Chelsea team when he played in that final. Uh, thirty-four year old. I know you can play a bit longer now, but no, nah, I know for me, I would rather go with Greg Taylor. Is bringing Ryan Bertrand at thirty-four. Uh, I think Greg Taylor is a I agree. decent left back. I, agree. I, I think that Rogers. Uh, I know he. he listen, it's no a massive change in style, but there is differences, and I think at the minute. Because Rodgers Husney, I think Rogers was in the market for a left back. I really do. Uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't look like we're going to get one. So I think he has to play the now to Greg mm-hmm. Taylor's strengths. I think at the same time, you look at Joe Hart. Yes, we could get a goalkeeper. I've um, defended Hart for a long, long time. And I said on a recent podcast after having seen the first few games that, I feel like Rodgers is allowing him to go long, whereas Ange knew he was not good with the ball at his feet, but made him. We're not going long. We don't do that. We we play it out through the back. We play it short. And for me, I would rather Rodgers made him do that because if you're playing it short, right, okay, over the course of a season, right, over the course of the two seasons under Ange, I think probably Joe Hart playing short balls out for the back cost us two goals one memorable one was obviously in Leipzig um, yep. there has been a couple of wee hairy moments where it's like say Ibrox that put one back in Ranger sales and they get back into the game off the back of his uh, wayward pass um, but I would rather Rodgers made them go short because it suits us more because okay if he's going short right maybe 9 times out of 10 was a goal right or Ninety nine A, hey, one out of a hundred will lose a goal, right? Um off the off the back A hearts no that good with the ball at his feet. Whereas if we go long, for me, you're you're going long, you're bypassing our midfield, who is our creative players, and you're going up the park. We've got as I said earlier on, we've whoever we play in that front three are small. So it's it's a wasted ball. And as I said, one out of 100 will lose a goal gone short. But 99 times out of 100, the ball will just come straight back to us if he goes long. So, for me, if Rogers keeps letting him go long, for me, we need a new keeper. Because, yeah. And I know that's not going to happen. but if, if you're going to allow somebody to go long because you don't trust them to play the way you want to play, then we need a new keeper but we're not going to get a new keeper now, so don't allow him to go long. Make him go short. Drill it into him. And I know I've said plenty Greg Taylor's strengths, and that's not plenty Hart's strengths, but overall for the team, and that point for the point I've made there, I think you need to make Hart go short. But mm-hmm. I am not here to argue that we don't need to strengthen their positions. But what I'm saying is, the, the, the players who we want, to be better than Joe Hart, to be better than Greg Taylor, might not be available now. You can bet your boots, uh, Brendan Rodgers and the scouting team, will be out looking for replacements for these guys. I fully believe that. In, yeah. in time, it'll happen. Rodgers has said he's here for three years. Listen, we can take it with a pinch of salt. We can believe it. Whatever you are today, that's anybody's prerogative. But you have to take the guy for face value, and say he's got to be here for three years. He's built, he's going to, Rogers is wanting to bring in players who will suit his style. It's going to take time to do that in much the same ways it took Ange time to do it. But Ange won while he was doing it. Brendan Rogers isn't what, playing one in football right now, but mm-hmm. I believe he's an elite manager and he will win when he's doing it. But he has a different style for Ange. It's not drastically different, but players make styles. And maybe he's not got all the players that he wants for his style. But right now he has to work with the players he's got. And I fully believe he'll get it right this season with the players he's got. And he'll have January to bring more players in. And I fully believe they will do that. But again, I'll reiterate. I don't want anybody to think that I don't think we need another striker. I don't think we need a goalkeeper. I don't think we need a left back. I think we do. But... I'm not willing to hear, sit here and just absolutely bash the club. I, I think they've been in the market for a left-back. I think they've been possibly looking at a goalkeeper and I know people will say they should have got Lovacovic. Lovacovic maybe didn't want to come and play in Scotland. Fenerbahce can probably I'm sure it was meant it. They can probably yeah, we'll offer find, yeah. him more money. Um, there's loads of variables is why Celtic maybe went for that guy and didn't get him. But um. Confident that Celtic will come good. Whether it be Sunday, I don't know. But Celtic and Brendan Rogers will get this right. But it doesn't happen in one window. There'll be slight changes here and there. And we will replace the guys that need replaced. If we can see it, you can bet your boots Brendan Rogers can see it.
0: Yeah, I think with the goalkeeping position, the reason probably that's why i quiet in terms of strengthening it is because of the crisis we had at centre-back. We needed to prioritise that position and get somebody else. And not that the the fact that they couldn't probably do both. We can. We've got the financial gain and muscle and the cash flow to do so. I mean, you mentioned uh, Levicovich. He actually went for less than the, less than what we reported to be bidding for him. I think it was like seven billion euro. We went to Fernapatsay for. <coughs> I think this morning, Manchester United signed the Olympiacos goalkeeper for four point two million pounds. So there's goalkeepers out there that we should be looking at. Obviously, i not. I'm. They're just examples. But I'm saying there, there's people out there. Joe Hart, I think we all know my feelings of Joe Hart. I think he should be number two at best at the minute. And what you said nailed it for me. It's if Rodgers is compromising his style of play to suit Joe Hart, that's never going to work. We're lumping the ball up, and um, the the Kyogo Deibata, the i the, the, are never <coughs> ever ever going to win flick-ons or control the ball up against physical centre halves, especially in Scottish football. That's what Aberdeen. That's what Camarnik. That's what St Mirren. Freyvon. It's long ball, football, and, and getting it up there to, to interrupt our flow. And if we're playing into the hands of the opposition doing that, we're not going to make any inroads, especially if we want to get McGregor involved, we want to get O'Reilly involved in the play. If you're missing them out, your creative influence is totally gone in the game. And like you said, the ball's coming straight back, lump back up the pitch, and then you're fighting for the second ball. So it doesn't make sense if, uh, if Rodgers is doing that with Joe Hart just because he's not good with his feet. You look at uh, Greg Taylor, Again, I think you're right. Karen Tierney, I think was banked. We, he was a banker in Roger's head, and it didn't happen. And I know the Ram Bertrand uh, stuff has come out recently. It does. That's not one for me. Thirty four years old. Me and age profile at Celtic. You, you know yourself. Anyone above twenty nine, I'm going no. <laughs> so 29's Ryan, old to you. <laughs> <laughs> Ram Bertrand isn't one for me. albeit bit. He, he played in the top league final. The one. The, the major possession that disappoints me. <laughs> I'll get your opinion on this as well is the, the physicality of midfield because like you said I think McGregor Rogers played the four two three one 2 the first time around and it worked really well because you had McGregor and Brown Brown done the dirty work McGregor done the pass Stuart Armstrong took it on was the creative influence or Ryan Christie or whoever it may, may have been at that time then you had the, the free base in front so you had Rodgers you had Sinclair you had Forrest and then Edward DeBelle, Griffiths so it worked well and I think for me, Colin McGregor needs someone beside him in this system. Like you pointed out, by the way, with, with Joe Hart, to make him feel more comfortable and that assurance that he has someone beside him to do the donkey work, so to speak, to, to get stuck in, to do the rough and tumble, break up the play. I mean, we'll have McCarthy. He's gone. Quan, someone mentioned Quan in the comments. He looked like a amateur footballer in a second appearance. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, home, he's not that guy. So get into the Champions League, Ross and go back to what Roger said, he wants physicality and power in the team. Don't think he's addressed that?
1: Um, No, well, I, I've said it when we are talking about Bernardo. I, I don't think he's addressed that. I think, though, if you're looking at somebody who's got physicality and power, then look no further than the I'm not saying he's the answer. Yeah, no, that's forward. a good
0: point. That's a great point, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not saying he's the answer oh, going do. forward. <laughs> yeah.
0: What you said you're a bit of All oh, right, I was, to, the, I was the chair, yeah.
1: you're talking about the comment or me. Aye, um, he has got physicality. For me, he's, he's the man that should play at Ibrox. But just when we're talking there, just sort of thinking he, like, the midfield and Cal McGregor, obviously. I, I, I like McGregor further up the park. As much as he's in that sixth role, he's been a men's. Ange, I think he is really effective further up the park everybody wants him getting involved further up the park this might be totally way off left field but it just came into my head there when we were sitting talking obviously McGregor was out for a portion of last season and Matt O'Reilly Matt O'Reilly came in and he played the the McGregor role what about listen it's not going to happen people say Cal McGregor could possibly even be dropped. I wouldn't do that. I think it's coupled with form and the way we're playing it now. He isn't getting involved in the game as much. I don't. I don't think you can drop your captain. But put put Matt O'Reilly in that sort of six role and push McGregor a bit
0: further up. I, uh, I think. I, I think for me. I think for me, Ross. You're, you're having the same issue on that front. 'Cause what's happening in the, in this system, the infertive foodbacks aren't dirty after that passing option all Oliver Texas. So O'Reilly's going to be isolated the way McGregor was. And the only answer in my right. opinion, you yeah, either go to free freight the back, you pack the midfield with five, and then you do you do the two up top. And then you can maybe do that kind of that system where you drop O'Reilly into say McGregor. But you, if you do that with O'Reilly, not only does O'Reilly not have the pace McGregor does, I don't think, don't think he has the positional awareness <laughs> that McGregor does, and that's something we've seen on the Rams past. The call Dude McGregor done really well. He could take the ball in a tight space. He swivels all the time. He's looking with John Collins scanning, scanning, scanning. That famous saying. But it, it's the same issue. I think you need the two in there. And I think, like you said, regardless of what we think about Rangers getting pumped, 5-1 of PSV, albeit it was excellent, and the goal's is the known goal. I will watch forever when I'm feeling down. But I and look at it and go, we need to two in there. PSV done it. I mean, come Aye, on. What's listen, What's I, I agree with you. It? I
1: agree with you fully. I was just saying just it came into my head. I'm not saying I would do it, but it was just an idea. But for me, I was going to go into what what my midfield would probably be, but I don't know if you want me to leave it until later in the pod.
0: Look, leave it for now and we'll come on to Aye. it. I was wanting to get your opinion on something else, and I've just seen this one on Twitter that this year as well. Uh, Michael Ross, by the way, play a as a six. 100% beside McGregor. I think that would be the, probably the best option. Yep. But there is breaking news. I don't know if you can call it breaking news. Casper Schmeichel, his contract's been terminated at Nice in France. Would you take him as the goalkeeper? Fucking right, I would die. <laughs> Only tonight, he's officially free. He's officially right. a free transfer. I and think he's, he's f- 34 years old, I think. So w- w- would you?
1: Oh, I would, I would take Casper Schmeichel in a fucking heartbeat. I
0: absolutely <laughs> <He's> top drawer. <laughs> he is top drawer. I think that'll be a cracking signing like that. To be honest, where uh, no, no, does it leave you? No you're, you're, what do you mean? You would, need to,
1: you would need to get Segrist at the door at least because I'm just going to say you would have to keep heart. You wouldn't keep heart because I don't think heart If 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 you told Hart Schmeichel's coming in, he's thirty six, is he? Mm, yeah. I don't know. If, if Schmeichel was coming in, listen, it's not going to happen, but if Schmeichel was coming in and you told Hart he was going to be the number one, Hart would, he would go out. Who, is it, who's his boyhood club? Is it Rotherham or something? Shrewsbury. So, Shrewsbury. He always said he wanted yeah. to finish his career there. So I think he would probably but at this late stage, don't see all that happening. So I think <laughs> the keeper we've got, Hart, will be the keeper we have. I'm a (laughs) hard fan,
0: (laughs) boy. But uh, I think from what we can tell at the moment, apart from Bernardo coming in, we will come back to it obviously. I think it's all going to be quiet on the transfer front at Celtic Park. I think uh, Michael Nicholson and Brendan Rogers, even though he probably didn't want to, have closed the door and and locked the offices up until the weekend when we're taking on Rangers and stuff. But I mean, let's look at some outgoings. I mean, you this podcast might be... Go ahead, sir. See, before
1: you go into that, Stephen,
0: I just want to ask you,
1: Obviously, we've touched on a couple—the goalkeeper, the left back, a eh, and the the midfielder. What, mm-hmm. what would you be like if we had to get one more player in in this window out with Bernardo? What position would you want them to be filling?
0: Left back. Right. I would take a carbon copy of Alistair Johnson at left back. That physical practice. I said this last week just someone who is physical can get up and down the pitch, can cross a ball in, can defend. And again, it sounds like I'm really digging Greg Taylor out, but I'm not. It's what I can see in the system that, that he's the that Rogers is deploying, even against Ross County. Your man Brown, I think it was, for them, done him in on, on the right hand side, and they got a goal from that. He, he should have been tighter to his man. Burnaby is, is guilty of that too, and I, I champion Burnaby. And again, I'm starting to lose faith in my own my own uh, potential, and 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 Bernie, Bernie, be able to hold out for now. But if I had a choice, it'd be left back. I think that's fatal. European football, we need we need that type of bump. Do you mean that type <coughs> of thing? Jed, Jed Thomas come in. I don't know what I said here, but I re- I remember that Stephen. What what was it again? My mind's gone blank. But what what about you, Ross? What, where would you um, to pick one position? Well, listen, I I, take,
1: I fully take on board the goalkeeper and the left back situation. At this late stage, I think, when you're talking about realistically, I think we've got a good goalkeeper. We've got a good left back. Of course, we can improve on it. But I think we need a third striker. I think in time, we will improve on the other positions that we've spoke about. I don't think we can at this late stage. I'd be surprised. But I think we need another striker. I think we were looking
0: at that. What's this? Bernardo's announced.
1: Oh he's announced yeah. uh, Oh there <laughs> Stephen Ray saying it
0: season, season long loan With option to buy So option to buy is included in right. that Back to what you were saying
1: Back Um, I was just saying I think in time We've got a good goalkeeper We've got a good left back At the moment I think in time We will uh, Improve on them Or hopefully improve on them But we will sign Players To try and improve on them but I think right now, at this late stage, I think we need a third striker. I think, by all accounts, O is available this weekend, which is a really needs, big boost. Be, yeah, it's 100%. a really big boost. Um, but again, if one of them get injured, we're sort of up shit's creek, especially if it's Kyogo. Especially if it's Cayo-Go. Um So I, I would like to see another striker coming in. I know they have tried in this or sort of these last couple of days. Whether it happens. Highly unlikely,
0: but that's what I would like to see. 100%. Michael Ross, we do not have a good left back. I think Scally Boy wanted a striker and left back. They're the two primarily positions that everyone's agreeing we need kind of strength for them. And like you said, O's back, but again, one more injury down in them strikers. You're down to one. And then if the bad thing happens, they all get injured again. Touch wood, that doesn't happen. But I'm not speaking centre back. I will, yeah, <laughs> you, you you quiet on that one, but I mean, we'll come on to some outgoings. Michael Ross, no, th- sorry, Thomas Burns come in. Sorrow, Ayadi, and Haksavanovic all seem to be out the door. Good news, I totally agree. And if we bring bring our minds back to last week, Ross, the, the comments on Instagram, um, to be fair, summed up Haksavanovic in a Celtic shirt. To be to be fair, if if, yeah. if not, my presence isn't valued. I shouldn't be <laughs> here. Something along those lines. It's Milo mm-hmm. Sorrow was once a bright spark. A bright spark. I remember we said this on the podcast. He was a bright spark. And then Albanietti, £5 million from West Ham, down the drains, were accepting an offer in the region of 500k from a turkeys club. The loss we made in him, the loss we made in Barcast. But the other good news is they're going to be at the club.
1: Aye. Listen, we'll Touching will Sorrow first. Um, we we did think he was a bright spark when he came into that into the team in the uh, ten season. I think we've said a million times. Him and Turnbull, they came in and they looked brilliant. But we were so bad at the time that I think if me and you had came in, we'd have shored up that midfield and looked good. But much um, <laughs> He's <laughs> he, he's done he done all right for a wee spell, but he's he's no when Ange came in. You knew, knew he wasn't going to be the sort of quality, the level of player that Ange needed to play his style. He couldn't play in a Rodgers team. He's he's not good enough for Celtic, pretty much. And that's the He's probably a decent guy. He just wasn't good enough for Celtic. Um, who was the other... T- oh yeah, I the, yeah, less, yeah. I, the less said about him, the better when he first who came in, and in
0: a, who was better in a Celtic shirt Nadia Shifty or Albany Alley. Oh, probably, <laughs> shifty.
1: <laughs> nah, <he's> probably Shifty probably <laughs> Shifty uh, wow but uh, I, when he I mean I compared a Yeti when he first came in to Gary Hooper oh what he did, the he hell is. I was on there like it was so bad so bad and listen West Ham couldn't get rid of him quick enough and they got 5 million pounds from him what a bit of business. I where well, did we get five hundred grand?
0: Five hundred grand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: what did Moyes not say I don't know who he is, or was that Haksapanovich? I can't remember. Moyes said said that about one of our signings. Uh, I, think him,
1: I think it was him, I think it was a aye. Definitely. Yeah. I mean that should have sounded alarm bells right away. But we we spent, we were all up for the ten season, we'd spent twenty odd million pounds, five million pounds, a new striker. Everyone was looking up. The club had dipped into their not-so-deep pockets. It was brilliant, <laughs> and it went to shit. Absolute shit. But, uh, aye, you needed the guys out. You needed them off the wage bill. I don't think they were a bad influence in the dressing room, um, but you just needed them off the wage bill. You take the hit in a Yeti. Sometimes it happens. So we had to take the hat and Barkas as well. It's just... You can't get them all right. You just can't. No. Um Haxabanovich, uh, there, there's so much potential in that guy, there, there is a player in there, some manager somewhere will bring it out in him, it wasn't Celtic, it wasn't Ange, it's not going to be Brendan Rodgers, his comments on Instagram, but bit disappointing, similar to how I felt about um, Holmes, after the Aberdeen game I didn't like oh, that listen, Be humble or something wasn't it. Something bitch like yeah. sit down or something It was some sort of lyric for a song but yeah. I didn't like that I wasn't a fan of it but Listen I'm 40 in two weeks time There's a new wave a football player coming up As Brendan Rodgers touched on the day uh, I'm not into it I wasn't into the Jack and Marcus egg timer either it's not for me. Oh, I remember that. If you could say it like I wouldn't if I was working for a company, I wouldn't go out and like put an egg timer. No that it would, but you know what I'm saying. My work wouldn't care. No, I mean no no, <laughs> Ross is going to get an painting job. But <laughs> <laughs> you you get my, my sentiments. I I just I, I'm not a fan of it. Listen, Ross McCall made a, a really valid point the other night and saying that obviously he was young and the way his social media works and stuff like that and I totally took that on board I thought it was a, a really valid point obviously and it was a good point to make for somebody who's in the public eye if you like where we don't experience that so it was it was a good sort of view for that side of it um, but I mean Brendan Rogers said today that oh he's not on social media he didn't sort of see it and then in the next breath he was like oh didn't he like it kind of hanging listen Haxabanovich Haxibano- is a good football player he absolutely has. Mm. he scored some nice goals for Celtic but for whatever reason it's just not worked out and if you're I know I've said that Palma was the direct replacement for Jota, or I feel like it probably is um, on paper if you're getting Haxabanovich out the door and you're bringing in Lewis Palma it's alright isn't
0: it hmm I guess sorry, I mean you made a good point. I always go back to the Rogers clip when he was first took over the Liverpool job and what when you knew he didn't stand for no shit. I think it was Raheem Sterling, maybe sixteen, seventeen, and he stopped the train. and he was like, if you disrespect me, you're gonna not play at home. And I think if you looked at the Hacks of benefits in that post, I think that's probably along the lines of what um he would have said to him at that point in time doing that online and as as well teammates are gonna see that. So I mean how can you go in the next yeah. day, the workplace after Saying stuff, I, I had visions of you just sitting in your van putting up a wee egg timer. <laughs> That's why I was laughing
1: so much. I, I but, would go with a tick tock,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you, you looked at Hak yeah, <coughs> unbelievable potential. West Ham signed him as a young boy, then he found his way, went back to Swedish football, done quite well with the team he was with. Went To Ruben Kazan, we got Starfelt from, done well in the Russian league, but unfortunately it didn't work out well for us. But I do do agree, I think there'll be a manager out there who will get the best out of him, and you'll see that come to fruition. He definitely has flashes, and it's Menesaro picked up more yellow cards than he did kick footballs. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So that's probably how you can sum him up. Albanieri. I think Jed Thomas is bang on. They paid five million for him, but wouldn't pay five million for Ivan Tony. (laughs) Well. (laughs) you missed out on a player on that front but these guys yeah, need to go you need, you need to get rid of the likes of James McCarthy you're going to take a hit in wages but you need to do it Albany Elias, Mardisaro, see you of Vanovic. see you later guys I don't think it's going to be a big issue that they've um, left the club but as was said before we're going to keep an eye on the market, anyone get any other news, fire it in, we'll bring it up so, I mean, you guys are helping us in this aspect if there's any breaking selling news, maybe Peter Orwell dropped the tenner and He's trying to find it before it, it blows away. You don't know something might come out. But
1: Roberto Carlos is out of retirement.
0: <laughs> Roberto, Roberto Carlos and Casper Smegal on the final day. Is but, that the fourth? Then <laughs> who's he with? He's with Chris Wilder. That's who he's with. And he's having a pint. He's having a pint, and he's with Chris <laughs> Wilder. <laughs> but we'll come on to the Champions League, Ross. And to be fair. The group, I got home yesterday from work about quarter past 5 had it on my phone, and I felt like an age before we was seeing the Celtic team drawn out. But I do want to bring up the, the groups. I actually have them all here. Oh, wow. Some tasty, some tasty groups in it. I mean, you look at Group A, Bayern, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Harry Kane's come back to England, uh, Copenhagen, Galatasaray, Group B, Sevilla, Arsenal, Eindhoven, uh, Lenz. And then you have us, Group E. I'm going to read them all. It might as well. Group E is yeah. Farnard, Atletico Madrid, Lazio and Glasgow Celtic. Group F, now this is a mad group. Imagine we were in this group. Paris <coughs> Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund, AC Milan and Newcastle. What a welcome to the Champions League for them. Group, well, I can't even see that letter. But Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, Union Berlin. Group D, Benfica, Inter Milan, Salzburg, Real Sociedad, where Karen Tierney's ended up. Group G, Manchester City, RB Leipzig. I think that's Red Star Belgrade, isn't it? Young Boys. Aye. And then Aye. Group H is Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Roy Antwerp. See, to be honest, see, Group H, that's where I probably thought we would end up with played all them things about 90 times. But I going kid. to the group, Farnod, Eiffelio Madrid, Lazio, and Celtic. First of all, Ross, when that was pulled out of the hat, how did you feel?
1: Um, well, Out of pot one The team I wanted was Feyenoord So I was pleased with that Um, Lazio Obviously we've got history with them Recent history Uh, We beat them home and away I think this Lazio team Are probably A bit better than the one we faced previously Whether we are Is another discussion
0: Oh Um,
1: yes which yeah. we
0: might get into it at a later date. Well we'll, but, um, we'll get it no we'll get into it tonight because I want to bring yeah, it you
1: made a good point. Yeah. You made a good point today. I think we should talk about that. Aye. Um, I, I don't know if we are or not. Um, well I do, we're not. But, <laughs> um if what's the other team again?
0: Um it's far another flag of Madrid and Lazio.
1: Atletico, I God's sake, how can I forget them? They're the they're the big one. Listen, there's no heavyweights in the group. And what I mean by that, obviously, is Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona. I don't look at that group and go, right, pff, we could get beat 6-0 in that game quite easily. Oof. I don't I don't see that happening to us this time. I d- Listen, it didn't happen. We lost 5-1 to Real Madrid. Um, but I don't, I really don't see us. I, I think we'll be competitive in the games. I'm not saying we'll win. I I look at it and I I think I look at Lazio and I think okay I would like to take three points at home off of them same with Feyenoord Atletico Madrid might be a taller order and they are they used to be (laughs) by the way I'm happy with it absolutely happy with it Um, Atletico Madrid they've been that sort of team they're really defensive stalwarts hard to break down but by all accounts they're playing a, a bit more expansive under the same manager, which I'm surprised at. But I don't expect them to be a defensive team against Celtic anyway, no matter what style they play. Um yeah. I just I just think because they're they're a better team than Celtic, that I don't know that can be argued. If we can take a point out of the two games off of them, that would be unbelievable. I think if we got Seven points out of that group, I think that would be a really good achievement. I think it would maybe far off getting his third place, but seven points is a tall order. Tall order because there's everybody knows, no important wisdom. There's no easy games in the Champions League, but I look at every every team in that group and think there's there's points to be got, there's joy to be had against eight teams. There's no a game where I look and go with absolutely no chance.
0: See if we cast our mind back to last year we had Real Madrid, RB Leipzig and Shakhtar Donetsk and we'd obviously done the live watch-along we couldn't do it yesterday, unfortunately obviously the time of the draw and people working on commitments and stuff, but I think to be fair, there was a lot of optimism last year and then opinions changed throughout the group stage and then finally the conclusion was drawn that we weren't ready, so what if that happens again this year? I mean I look at Lazio, I look at Farnod and I'm thinking like you, you, second point but then does the narrative change if we see us if we see us getting beat or we see us drawing games, do we come out come out of it again with oh we'll do better next year again? And obviously obviously all depends on the teams we get. I think this is the feeling I had getting that Real Madrid group. Yeah, they were a superstar team, but I looked at Shakhtar and I looked at RB Leipzig, they're probably of a similar level to Lazio and Farnard, would you not agree? Um I would I would
1: actually say that Shakhtar, last season anyway were a level below Lazio and fine mm, But yeah. I think this is my take on it, right? This is my take of why we were so optimistic last year. One, we were playing really good football under Ange domestically and we were blowing teams away. Right? Secondly, Ange Postacoglu, with the media, the way he spoke about the fans, the way he spoke about the club, the way he spoke about his team, he just filled the connection between manager, players and fans was unbelievable. And most guys hung on every word Ange said and he made us he gave us optimism. He made us dream beyond what we thought what we were actually capable of, in my opinion. That coupled with having Dan Orlovitz on and talking about yep. quarterfinals and last sixteens, I think we really, we got a bit far ahead of ourselves And we were brought back down to earth With a bang A big bang I think we competed in the Real Madrid game Then we looked at I think the other thing that filled us with optimism Was the fact that we, we felt We could beat Shakhtar Right? Before, before a ball was kicked They mm-hmm. then went yep. and pumped Leipzig I don't remember if it was a, a In Poland or if it was in Germany um, but they pumped them in that first game and I thought, well, we're we're a better team than Shakhtar and they've just pumped Leipzig so Leipzig can't be that great shakes shakes. but then they sacked their manager, they got Marco Rosa in and by the time we played them they were a completely different outfit and they were the outfit that they should have been in the first game against Shakhtar I think all of these things coupled together made us more optimistic than what we should have been, I think this time around I'm not as optimistic I believe that there's points to be won in the games, yep. but I'm not as optimistic as I was last season, going into that Real Madrid game, I was like, we've got to beat Real Madrid <laughs> Fuck remember. Why? I remember I, like, I've watched football all my life, I know like deep down Real Madrid are most likely going to beat us but I thought we were going to beat them and after that first half an hour I was like "Go, this man just need to get the ball in the net it be fine but all of those things I think made us more optimistic than we ordinarily would have or should have been and the way we're playing now is not great and we're in a wee bit of transition and that's not an excuse for the way we're playing as a fact but they still should be have enough to beat St. Johnson and Kilmarnock but these things can happen hopefully they can rectify it on Sunday but back to the Champions League um, I'm not as optimistic I don't on the face of it I don't think we've strengthened the first 11 as much as I thought we would have but I think we would have done that had Ange still been here but because it's Brendan Rodgers and he's as I've said, assessing the team and stuff like that, I don't think we've... The, the plans haven't been in, in place as well as what they would have been had Ange remained. But I'll say it again. There's points to be had in that group. It's really important to be found in some points. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Um, about
0: time. About time, uh,
1: Listen, it's, a, it's about as good a group as we could have hoped for. Aye. Uh, I wanted Feyenoord, I wanted Man United just for that sort of glamour and yeah. for the fact that they're not playing that great. I felt that we could have got points off of Man United, but who was the pot two team? Was it oh, Athletico
0: Atlético, yeah, yeah,
1: Atlético. I think are they as good a team as Manu? Probably. I said her
0: better. I said her better. Probably
1: better. I. So it's a more difficult one that. But again, there's still points to be had at Parkhead. I think if we got one point at Parkhead, one point in the two games, I've said, I think that's a really good achievement.
0: Yeah,
1: We know it's going to be tough. Of course it'll be tough. But We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll give it our best shot. I think third, even before um, a ball was drawn out, I I wanted us to get third in the Champions League this season and get Europe after yeah. Christmas I think if we get Europe after Christmas we win the league title that for me is progress improvement and it's a successful season in my opinion if we got a yeah. Scottish I- Cup added into that it's a bonus
0: I agree I think we need to make an end road in Europe. And Rogers has already alluded to that fact that he wants to do that. We all know that. Right? Maybe, maybe his signings, or maybe the squad strengthening, hasn't been up to scratch. But look, after this window closes, we're left with what we're left. And we have to get behind the team like we always do. And it's Glasgow Celtic. And we all love the club. We all want the best for the club. And I think most of the people in the comments agree with the fact that maybe third place is the most doable thing. Second, is a, is a <laughs> good bonus if we get that. I mean, if you look at Faron, history there, isn't there? that Wim Janssen, uh, People like that have been associated with the club and Bobby Peta. So, I mean, great clubs in that aspect. You look at Lazio, and I want to talk about what you shared today the last time we played Lazio. We beat them home the way. If I, if I could look at the team, it was Fraser Foster, I think that's James E. Forrest, Ayer, Julian, Hat, ha, ha, Hatim, is it El Hamed? El eh, Hamed, El Hamed, uh, Oddson Edward, Ryan Christie, <coughs> Cal McGregor, Scott Brown, Moy El and Johnny Hayes who come on. Last night for Aberdeen as a late substitute and their ill-fated attempt to beat Hacken, which was embarrassing. But less said about that, the better. But looking back at that team, right? we played unbelievable that year in Europe in terms of getting top of the group with two games of Spur under Lenny. You asked the question, I'm going to ask you right now on the podcast, and I'm going to ask everybody, is the team that we had back then, again, I'll read it out, Fraser Foster, uh, James Forrest, Christopher Eyer, Julianne, El Hamid, Edward, Christie, Cal McGregor, Scott Brown, Moy El and Johnny Hayes. Is that better than the current of players that we have now going into Europe?
1: Um, well, if you're taking the injuries that we have right now into account, then I would have to say that that team is better. And I say that in caveat with the fact that in terms of the centre-half position, it, it's more established. In terms of the midfielders, they're more... They've been playing the style that Lennon wants for a longer period of time. So That team wasn't in a transition like this team is. So I would have to say and concede that that team is probably better. I think with the, the, the sort of... We've not lost that many players. Oh, bye, Stephen. Uh, we've not lost... We've you're not back. lost that... Aye, you're back, yeah. aye. We've not lost that many players. Um, so with the with similar personnel, the team last season, playing under Ange, I would say, we, as I say, similar players, as better than the team we're talking about for that Lazio game. Um but right now I would have to say the, the team for the Lazio game probably edge it just because they're more established in their jobs and what they're trying to do under the manager they're working under. Whereas
0: See if you if you look back at that, right? And we're we're talking about Europe so it kinda it tie, ties in. <laughs> we're saying, I agree with you by the way, I think that team, for me, as you said because of established players, established set of tactics is better. Personnel, questionable. But you, you look back then, and Lenny, he done a cracking job. I'm looking now, like you said, and Farno Lazio, that should give us a boost. Like We could have got that Newcastle group. That Newcastle group is insane, and to be honest, it's probably what we all expected. So, do you think the pressure kind of ramps up a wee bit on Celtic now, with no excuses if we don't Progressed in like a uh, Europa League. If it don't progress that way, or a second place as a bonus, I mean, Stephen Ray came in talking about the figures. I think the Swiss Swiss Ramble put on Twitter today. They do football finances. Lazio, selling a Farnod. Their finances are on an equal keel, so to speak. Maybe not. Obviously, they spend more than that, but bringing stuff in and, and player sales and stuff is it, we're up there with the two clubs. Barnay Slot, who rejected Spurs, instead Farnod. By the way. Diego Simeone, who seems to never want to leave a Frederic Madrid, obviously for good reason. He's, he does a fantastic job there. But does does the pressure ramp up on Rodgers and, and this Celtic team to, to do something in Europe this season with that group?
1: No, for me, no. no. And to touch on what you said there about, obviously, the Lazio and the Feyenoord financials being the same as Celtic. That's all well and good. But Feyenoord playing the Eredivis, Lazio playing Serie A, they can attract a higher cal- calibre player. Celtic Scary, um, Celt- Celtic could attract their players if they played in their leagues and I believe Celtic would spend the money on the players that they have and they would, they would, they would, they would buy their players. But because we play in Scotland, as much as we've got maybe the same amount of money as these teams, we just aren't able to spend it because that level of player isn't willing to come and play their football in Scotland when they've got offers for the English Championship, the English Premier League, Serie A, Bundesliga, Mm -hmm. Eredivis. It's just the way it is. We're just where we are in the food chain. For me, I don't think the pressure's ramped up. Before a, as I said, before a ball was drawn out, you're looking at the, the teams that were well you could obviously see the, most of the pots before even the yeah. the qualifiers were done and you're looking at it and going right look at all the teams if Celtic get third place in a group it's a really good achievement so for me regardless of who we drew third place was always what I was looking for Minim- of course it should be minimum You, the, the group we're looking at right or we're in sorry two points we got last year if we get two points this year in that group, I'll be bitterly disappointed. I really will because there's more. There, there's more than two points in that group for us. There was more than two points in the group last season, and yep. we played well enough to get more than two points, but we came up short. We can't do that this year. We have to be more clinical. We said at the end of that campaign that the guys, most of the players, will have a Champions League experience under their belt now. They'll be better for it. That's the hope. That's theoretically what you think would happen. Whether it is, is another story. But I don't think you can say Celtic going into a Champions League, the pressure is ramped up. If anything, for me, the pressure should be off because you're not expected to do much. But what I will concede is if they don't get third and they don't at least, I mean, you're looking at two points last season, right? You have to win at least one of your home games, minimum. For me They have to do that mm-hmm. Third place for me is realistic Before a ball was drawn out It's still realistic now And I think That is the minimum you should expect But in terms of the pressure ramped up No for me no. Celtic go out and play your football Do your very best If you give a good account of yourselves And come up short I'll be disappointed But I'll make a judgement On what I've watched on the park over the piece.
0: Yeah. I think Strange of the Doctor is, is kinda of on your thinking. Just go out and play the Celtic way and do the fans proud. And yeah. obviously we want that to transpire in the results, especially <laughs> at Celtic Park. It's become too easy for opponents over the years. And I'll go with you, Ross. Before a ball's kicked, I'll settle for third place and we'll get we'll get stuck into the Champions League when it kicks off in September. And it's obviously Glasgow Derby weekend as well. Now the, the narrative change that I heard from Ali McCoyist in the, in the commentary when Rangers were getting Pumped 5 1 by PSV was incredible. Mm-hmm. It went from, I think we'll qualify, I think we'll do well, to the Europa League's best for Rangers, the best for all the Scottish clubs, really quickly, by the way. It was mm-hmm. quite, it was mad.
1: What,
0: another yes, thing we what? heard, yeah, 100%. It was almost like they got the top on the shoulder, change it, change it. But another thing we heard coming up the derby weekend was from our former Celtic player, Alan Stubbs, who's <laughs> come out in the William Hill. <laughs> A podcast, I think it's the William Hill podcast it's definitely sponsor, <laughs> anyway. and he basically confirmed what we all know, there was a referee I don't know who it is, he, he, he should have named him just in case he's still working, they're all still working let's be fair, that said to him I think
1: he's dead
0: there's referees who are associated with that kind of stuff There's Alan Stubbs said there was a referee in a high profile Glasgow Derby game that said to him while he was walking by, there's no way, I'll give you a penalty against Rangers we get called paranoid. We also get called far annoyed from VAR now. <laughs> and among other things, from these people who think we always bash officials and stuff like that, look, I'm not saying that all officials are like this, but I think personally there's a certain element. Should these comments be investigated? And should that open a wider conversation into what's going on in the refereeing department in Scotland?
1: Well, I... Uh... Of course, they comments should be investigated, but by all accounts, that whatever game it was, it was about it must be at least 20 years, probably more than that. We've been late 90s, I would imagine. No, well, no, nah, maybe early notice. So we are, we're talking 20 years ago. Now, I know Alan Stubbs is still playing at the time, but surely coming out. And saying the comments would be would have been more effective at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's achieving now, especially in the, the week leading up to a Celtic Rangers game. It's just ramps mm-hmm. it up even more for the referee if a decision goes against Celtic. Well, did he? Well, I stand corrected. I apologise. Um, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm just going off here of obviously, the recent podcast. That's fair enough if he's told that I'll retract what I've just said, um, but again, at the same, I'll go back to the point I was just making on it. does it's no great doing it on a, a, a derby week lead up to it. I think that if a decision goes against Celtic or they don't uh, don't get a penalty they should have had, then it's going to be ramped up on the current referee that he
0: Don Robertson, isn't it?
1: Aye, well, he's yeah. he's going to get accused of doing whatever the referee done twenty years ago is accused of or did. Um, if if comments in the future come out like that and it's more current way or, or it's closer to the time it, it it was supposed to have happened, then of course, I that should absolutely be investigated. Will it be investigated investigated enough? We're people are brought to sort of justice, eh, probably no. It'll be Not
0: that'll
1: be If it ever comes down. out,
0: Ross, if it ever comes out, yeah, swept under the carpet, if it ever comes out, right, we all know, to be fair, there's some element that goes on. Was there a case recently with Neil Lennon and a referee and something happened in the Celtic match? I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was the best game. Again. Aye. Did the referee get sacked or something? Or suspended? Aye. Or aye.
1: I like can't even mind the exact it was like a penalty incident or... yeah, something. I can't even mind exactly, it
0: but... And it happened, it happened. But it happened, but what, what,
1: and he, he didn't give the decision. He should have gave it.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that's what it was. It was something along the M lines. Strange on the doctor, absolutely. I firmly believe Scottish football is from the head down, and it's still as corrupt as ever been. Look at the SFA's appointment for this Sunday. And Don Robertson, apparently, is an Open Rangers fan. I don't know this. I'm just saying from what I've seen in the comments, a few people have said that. But you you look at this, right... I, I listened to a bit of that. I don't know if you've seen it the Mike Dean podcast with Simon Jordan, the, the one he does. And he, he was talking about, he'd done the VAR one day and they take the heat off his friend. He didn't say what the correct decision was and he got basically got suspended and then ultimately let go from his job. That's never happened in Scotland. There's never that accountability. I know Hard Webb, he's the head of the referees down there and he's, by all accounts he's doing a good job shaking all that up. But we've still got Hugh Dallas in charge. Of, we've got their man... Crawford Allen, who bounces out every time sadly get a penalty kick, and he's saying it's not a penalty kick. And then you've got, yeah, maybe a a lot like a case from years ago, Ross, but the way I look at this is, anything that happens years ago can still happen today if it's not investigated. So that, to me, hasn't been stamped out. And I I look at referees now, but look at even VAR decisions, the Jada one at Motherwell, the camera not working, looking at the dugout, all different incidents like that. Rangers still haven't had a home penalty kick awarded against them in the Scottish League in years. So is that a coincidence, or what is actually going on? But I'm not hey, saying look, it's blatant uh, cheating. I'm not saying it's blatant cheating, but there's something. There has to be something.
1: Stephen, I'm not saying it's blatant cheating either. But yeah, for Vlade have been brought in, and them still not almost a year later, almost a year that's the one Aye, yeah. that's it Anthony. Uh, almost a year later they have still with video evidence still can see a penalty I, I just find it absolutely stunning absolutely stunning It's. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know what to make it but people can tell me I'm paranoid and all the rest of it I know what I see if Rangers are not conceding a penalty in a year, more than a year, but in a year with VAR...
0: Connor goes and hands the club, ball every
1: week. Every... Aye. Every club in world football since VAR have, has come in has conceded a penalty. But Rangers have not I am not paranoid. Call me <laughs> paranoid if you want, but you know what? Fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, Yes! <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, and that leads on to the game uh, perfectly. Obviously they've got a doing of um, PSV. I think they PSV per, fairly put them away. It could have been probably 8-9. Jack Butland, I think, saved them. We're coming into this game in different form. I think. He's 30 Jack Butland's Butland. <laughs> um, th- they're coming into this game in different form. I've seen people say it could be the worst Glasgow Derby game in years, but then again, it could be the best one in years and for me, every Derby game matters. I think the first one, especially for that psychological element, we could go four points ahead into the international break. It could have been six points, but obviously we'd drop points against the Johnson. Anthony said on Monday, the worst case scenario, would we'll go two points behind, but I don't want to think about that. And then a lot of people, Ross, are saying they would bite their hand off for a draw, go into the international break and keep it the same. We're ahead on the table. Where are you acting into this game? And also you factor in, our lineup could be disjointed with new signings coming in, Bernardo, Palma, um Nat Phillips, who looks to be issue in the start. Could be go amazing, could go bad. Where, where do you think it's going?
1: Um this is the first time in a long time I've went into a game at, a game at Ibrox <coughs> or a game at Parkhead where well it's not that I'm not confident. But it's, you've watched enough football down, and people say form goes out the window. But in recent years, most of the games, the way Celtic are playing, you know, we're going to beat them today. We've we've got enough. We're far better than them. There's not a lot between the teams. And that's more for me because Celtic aren't playing to their level. Where Rangers aren't playing to their level either. But, Celtic are a lot further off their level than what Rangers are at their own level I think it's that coupled with the fact with no fans with no fans excuse me with no fans uh, in the last game at Ibrox and the fact that we'd change the team quite a bit and the league was won coupled with that it didn't go well for us on the day but then you look back at it and you go right oh could have scored takes that chance, it could be different. If you'd asked me a week ago what I thought was going to happen, I'd have said, bite your hand after a draw. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I thought, <clears throat> and listen, one man does not make a team or a result, but and I don't want to single the guy out, but if we went into that game with Liam Scales as the other centre-half, it, 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 honestly, it, it doesn't bear thinking about. It, it really doesn't. He nice, the guy. He he'll, he'll have a decent career at an Aberdeen or something like that. But he's he's not what he's not what we need for a game like this. The very fact that we've got the boy in for Liverpool, Nat Phillips, fills me with more confidence. We've got more options in the top end of the park where we can hurt them. We've got an option who's a tricky as we've alluded to, he's a tricky winger, he can take players out of position, take them into positions they don't want to be in, which drags other players, creates space, I'm more confident now than I was five days ago, even, I'm looking forward to the game, I'm quite upbeat now, I know we haven't been firing on all cylinders, but this is the type of game that gets the juices of Brendan, Brendan Rogers it's flowing. the people going. Uh, it's it's, it's <laughs> uh, but it But gets, it gets his juices flowing. I think when it's a big game like this, Brendan Rogers is a big game guy. I think he'll come up with answers on Sunday and I'm confident that we can at least... I, I wouldn't bite your hand off now for a draw. But I think we can leave Ibrox to be a draw. But I fully believe that we are capable of winning the game now.
0: I think as well, like, and even James Heslop in the comments said he's more positive than he was at the beginning of the week. I think we can all kind of fall on that. Maybe it's because of the signings, maybe it's because of what we've seen of them against PSV. What I've noticed as well, Ross, like, is the fact for me, Michael Bielan has been hailed as tactical messiah, (coughs) as second coming, whatever. Do you know what I mean? I think Gary McAllister did an interview in the record today, former Rangers coach by the way, and saying Roger slightly edges it an experience over been Slightly? Come on. Come, come off it. Like, it's, incre- it's incredible incredible, the things that people print nowadays but um, I didn't buy the physical paper, read it online. and that not right. a, a food day record, you know what I
1: mean.
0: You look at them against PSV and even the other games. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. I Rangers Rangers when the Celtic are playing. And it's just to see how they're playing. I want them to get beat, obviously. Yeah. And what I've noticed is they play the exact same way they did three or four years ago. It's to the wings, the Tavernier or Barrises, to swing it in and cause chaos in the box. And then if that doesn't work, you maybe get a, a bit of something from Cantwell to break the lines. So, yeah, I get what you mean. I'm more confident getting into the game than I was. Probably because... Last, last week, it was reaction time to what was seen against the Johnson. You have the week to sit on it. You get Nat Phillips and eases your your fears of Liam Scales playing. You get Palma in. Maybe you get Yang playing. I don't know. We'll come on there our, our lineup prediction. All I want Rogers to do, and all I'm really wanting to do, is play someone beside McGregor, and I think we'll see a different game. I really do. I think we'll get the control in the midfield. And I know they have your man, Sivuentes. Cif- he didn't look g- great against PSV. I thought they ran him out of the game. Raskin. <coughs> all right. Like, to be fair, um, Suter. I think Suter, you can get it. John Suter. He played for Hearts. He was average. Goldson scored a cracking goal for, for PSV. Do you know I mean? So, th- their, th- their team isn't hitting all cylinders. And, like you said, I firmly believe that the draw will be a great result. But I'm going there thinking we can win. And I think Rogers today said the wins are gonna come and we will know how to win soon. So I mean that, that's words of encouragement and obviously yeah. this system he's trying he's trying to implement and as you said he's been assessing the squad really deep into the transfer window and stuff like that. But I'm confident into it, although I still want the old allocation back, but that's a, a discussion for another day. But give me your score and lineup prediction. Um Right, so I'll, I'll go that with what a joke, I Corvo. would... A joke, Corville. <laughs> <laughs> Corville.
1: I'll go with what I would play. I'm not saying this is what R- Rodgers will go with, but this is what I would go with. Hart and goals, Johnston, um, Phillips, Lager Bielka, and Taylor. And then I would go with a two of Awata and McGregor. And then a three, a... Uh, Maeda on the left Yang on the right and O'Reilly but obviously I would, I would have Maeda and Yang a wee bit further up in O'Reilly mm-hmm. and then Kyogo that would be my team
0: Score prediction? 2-1 Celtic I like it, I like it. you are just going to of the win that's all we need I would go with Joe Hart Alistair Johnson, Larka Bilke, uh, Nat Phillips, Taylor, you've convinced me in Iwata. Iwata has to start for me. Iwata, mm-hmm. McGregor is the two sitters. It could be O'Reilly. It could be Bernardo playing in the 10. Apparently, according to his interview, what I've have oh. seen in the comments, he said he plays as a 10. Who knows? That might be a surprise. I do believe he'll start Yang on the right-hand side mm-hmm. and Mieta on the left and Kugo up top. And I'm going to match it. I'm going to go 2 1. That's what's I am just more been confident. the same. <laughs> yeah, I I am more confident. We agreed for the first time. No, we've, we've, me mean, you've been agreeing quite a lot. We but, um, it's strange. I'm not, I'm not liking it. But <laughs> I'm confident. We've had time to assess the, the week and, and things like that. And obviously, just to recap again for everyone who's watching along, Celtic have signed Nat Phillips. Bernardo's been confirmed tonight. Lewis Palmer's been the five year deal. While we've been on there, the only thing that's happened is, is uh, Bernardo coming in. If anything changes, there's, what, two hours, two and a half hours left to do so. Maybe, here's hoping, someone might come in. But I do want to, again, point to the fact that, um Ross, your wife's taking part in that hike tomorrow, walking a marathon, I believe. And the, right. the link in the description below for McMillan Mac- Mac- Cancer is a just-given page. We're not expecting this to donate anything. Just if you want to, it'd be fantastic for the cause, Ross. And Super 6, when, when does that have to be done for?
1: Uh, so, it's,
0: has your predictions
1: have to be in for, by 3 o'clock tomorrow, obviously, for the 3 o'clock kickoffs, offs um, Mine's yeah. done. Franny reminded me of the
0: night. All good. <laughs> he, he does his homework all week, and then he puts on... and ah. tries to get it as close as possible. That guy's a maniac at that game. But, <coughs> what I will say, here's the hectic two and a half hours of the transfer window, and then hopefully we're back on Monday, Ross, celebrating the win, or even a draw. I think we'll take a draw as well. Have you enjoyed this podcast? Thoroughly enjoyed
1: it. Listen, we've not done a two for a while. You never named us a two-piece, which I was very disappointed by. Everybody else what gets are you, a Let's go with a
0: two-piece, Bobby we Goldman.
1: <laughs> well, we always get Penn and Taylor anyway.
0: Penn and Taylor will be 100%. <laughs> the magicians. And <laughs> on, the magician, on the magician front, we're going to disappear off your screen now. Stay well. Hail, heal, Stay well and keep safe. Super finish. Love it. <laughs>